And now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by the That's Mine label maker. Surely, no one in your office will mess with your stuff as long as you label it. That's mine. Previously on What Is Not. What happened? Oh, who knows? But I hear music, so I imagine Bruce was involved. Jason, it's Susie. I'm here in the Cryptocore basement. Those individuals you identified as being part of a terrorist cell were not arrested. They were held against their will by Cryptocore. You can see they are now with me. We are going to try to get out, but we don't know if we can make it without outside help, which is why I'm sending this to you. Cryptocore is not who they seem. So they could just walk out of the building, go to the edge of the campus, kind of sit in a discreet spot. It looks like laboratories and offices, and there's just all sorts of sciencey stuff going on in here. In the sand of the Mojave Desert in California, off historic Route 66, sits a small desert town called Baghdad. We have some ancient prophecy that something bad's gonna go down in Baghdad. It's a town of shadows and secrets. Things aren't as they seem, but we're still not quite sure what's going on. Where bumps in the night aren't the house settling. Trying to find answers. And the monster under your bed lies in wait for your foot to leave the safety of your covers. My mom used to tell me all these weird stories about monsters, but I didn't really believe anything she said because, you know, that's crazy talk. It's a world where cultists spend their days pushing papers at the DMV and their nights summoning ancient creatures from the dread beyond. Seeing maybe something happened down at Cryptocore. The expert. Susan Donaldson. The town vet. The freelancer. People call me Beth. Hunting is sort of just like a business that I'm in. The deathless. Bruce the zombie and his father cast a spell to bring him back. The initiate. Donovan Pelayan, part of an ancient order of monster hunters. The Monstrous. Zeke Solardier. He works for Cryptocore, which is his family's corporation. It's a town where it's very hard to tell what is real and what is not. Welcome to Baghdad. So we look like security, all of us. Well, Zeke looks like a maintenance worker. Zeke, yeah, I'm, I'm like a yeah, maintenance guy. But the rest of us are security. So what's our story for being here? Well, maybe Zeke is charged with fixing something and the security guards are accompanying him to, uh, you know, as, as you might uh, accompany someone in a high security areas. All right, I got a plan. Let's hear it. Bruce is going to visibly sneak ahead to wherever we're going, trying to find He's going to break a light bulb near that area, and then we can bring Zeke in and say Zeke's been brought in to fix it. Flawless. <laughs> that sounds great. Oh, wow. Really? Okay. I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good idea. Maybe not a light bulb. Maybe something bigger. I was going to say, keep me in mind, uh, it's all LED now, so those are rather difficult to break. But. Well, and does it take three people to fix a light bulb? <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, if, if you find a big machine and sabotage that in some way, that might that might work. Okay, so Bruce does some cartwheels and flips and other ninja moves and finds a Keurig and drops it on the ground. 
<laughs> not the coffee pot. Oh wait, that's that's cautious optimism. <laughs> it works here too. <laughs> Coffee's universal. And I just want to say, somebody said, you know, how many people does it take to to fix a light bulb in a place like this? Well, this is an evil corporation, and nothing is more evil than corporate redundancy. So probably a lot of. People. I was going to say, I was like the paperwork, the maintenance sheet, and then having to walk the person in. Yeah. It would take a lot. Negotiating with the union as to which you know which group this is actually in charge of. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so all of a sudden, there's a little like kitchenette area off to the we'll say the right where there's a little lounge area for people to take breaks, a little break room. And all of a sudden, there's a big crash. And although I must say, of all the all the mysteries we're trying to uncover and all the secrets held by Cryptgore, how many of those are going to be revealed to us in the break room? I mean, is that the room that we we most want to be able to get into and explore? The one that's housing the coffee maker? Bruce and I are still invisible, so we could be hunting around. And and as you make your way to the kitchenette, you know, you could be looking around too. We're just, we're, we're trying to see what there is to see. We could go break more stuff. That's not a problem. So things, things are just randomly breaking in various rooms down the hall. Tim. Okay. Is there any signs that say like restricted area, do not enter? At the end of where, like if you were looking down, there's not really a hallway. This is a very open kind of floor. But at the other end where there would be a wall, you know, to end the the space, the room, there seems to be kind of bigger bay doors that look like some sort of really heavy duty testing area. I think breaking a machine in there might be the way to go. Maybe there's a centrifuge or something. So how would we how can we get into that area? Do we need to open a door? Is there a security panel in front of it? What's the Well, what are you doing to investigate? Um I'm looking at my phone. <laughs> would Zeke still have Zeke would still have his company security badge, right? That could be used to unlock these different things. We have the guards. Oh yeah. You have the guards, but remember there's different levels of security and even though Zeke is a high-ranking official up until maybe a month ago, he didn't know any of this was going on. So tell us what's happening, Joe. We have people going toward the kitchenette. How close is the kitchenette? Because I'm imagining that as they go to the kitchenette, I will probably head toward the doors and assume Bruce is investigating also. Okay, so let's back up and slow down here. So we are going with the kitchenette plan, yes? Yes. Okay, there's a big crash in the kitchenette and a very skinny, oily, big, thick glasses. Looks like he's just got a bone to pick with life lab person. Very huffily goes and checks out what the commotion was and then comes out and is like, did somebody not put the the pot back on the coffee correctly? Because it's a mess in here. And people are just like rolling their eyes and, you know, trying to pretend that they're not listening to him. Oh, this is just ridiculous. And he calls for security and says, hey, I need a media person down here to clean up this mess. Well, that's not what we wanted. We don't want more security coming to the well, well, no, no, no. This, this, happening. This works. This works. Just go ahead. Go up and introduce yourself, Zeke, as the repair person and tell them you're here to fix the coffee maker. But won't real security people be down here momentarily? We'll tell them that uh, we were told to come down here and fix it. I don't know why you oh. were told to come down here and fix it. Oh, somebody made a mistake. Oh, that's perfect. You're right. That is how it works. <laughs> All right. So Zeke steps to the side and says, here I am. <laughs> 
<laughs> you call he gives you a side eye he's like well that was surprisingly quick you guys usually take for hours oh we've been working on our efficiencies we've watched many videos in hr and we're now really highly skilled at, at doing things in an efficient manner especially when it comes to the coffee makers because they're critical equipment here at CryptoCore. normally i'd have you role persuade somebody but both the fact that he wants the coffee Baker fixed, and the fact that you mentioned videos from HR that nobody likes, he assumes that you're telling the truth, and he goes back about his business. All right. Let's saunter over to the broken coffee maker, and as we do so, everybody keep your eyes peeled. What looks suspicious in the break room? What can we learn from the break room? <laughs> uh, somehow, I'm, I'm assuming that Bruce is going to go over and check out the refrigerator. I mean, there must be contents to examine. Can I do a roll to investigate a mystery, Joe, to, to see if I see anything unusual as or, or pertaining to the cure for the orderlies as we walk through the offices back to the break room? As you're walking through the offices, are you like looking at people's screens and just what people are generally doing? That's a good idea. Yeah, but I'm, I mean, I'm trying to be subtle about it. But yes, I'm looking at screens, documents that might be laying out, uh, just anything, everything and anything. Okay. Go for it. Okay. So that's a five. And what do you add to investigate a mystery? Sharp. Seven total. Seven total. All right. You got one question. Great. Let me what let me find where the question's at. Let me pull up my thing. I should have pulled that up today. I'm looking to investigate a mystery. Okay, let's see. What happened here? What sort of creatures? What can I do? What can hurt me? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What is what is being concealed here? Let's go with that one. All right. You don't know a whole lot about biology or you know, physics. You're a magic guy. Like, that's kind of what you do. And most of these things you see are just like chemical compounds and formulas. But there is a couple of computer stations closer to the big door that look like they're dealing with more like magical runes. Oh. Like it's definitely not the kind of science you would assume would be practicing here. It looks a lot more like the occult sciences. Interesting. I figured since he's security, he can fan out. I don't see any reason why Donovan can't fan out on the building to secure the area. There was a big, you know, something just fell and crashed. That makes sense. As of now, there is no problem and nobody seems to mind that you're there. As of now. Okay. A Donovan will walk over to the person at the computer doing the, the rune research. Is that right? It's like one, a computer monitor and there's a person working at it doing rune stuff. Yeah. Okay. It's one of the glass offices and the door is open, but she's one of the few monitors that is actually facing the, her back is to the door. So you can see what's on the monitor. Okay. I'll, so I'll walk up to her and I'll knock, you know, on her cubicle wall or whatever. <laughs> knock, knock, knock. Uh, excuse me, ma'am, can I ask you, uh, uh, I'm, I'm with security, can I ask you a few questions? She turns and she is visibly concerned and she's like, uh, is there a problem? It's okay, you're not in any trouble or anything like that, don't worry. I just, we have, we've had some weird malfunctions around here. The coffee maker just went on the fritz for no apparent reason. And I just want to see, have you, have you seen anything unusual? Have you seen it? Is anything out of the ordinary been happening here that you know about? She kind of shakes her head and she's like, not not really. It's been kind of a quiet day. Um, I'm just trying to get some reports filled in. Um, 
you know, it's going to be a busy work week for us, but you know, that's, that's just kind of the job. Yeah, that's no, I hear you. That's the job. All right. Now you, between you and me, we all know there's some weird stuff that happens at this place, right? Do you know, is, is anybody doing any research on any kind of, um, paranormal, magical creatures or anything that might be causing malfunctions to happen? It's a standard security question when the coffee maker breaks. (laughs) (laughs) At this company? I think so. I would say roll, roll. um, I think he needs to manipulate someone for that to get an answer. Yes. (laughs) Roll for manipulate someone. We might need a little magical assistance. Okay, well, I'll just do, I'll I'll start with a straight roll. I'll bring in the magic uh, as a plan B. But so this is a seven. She kind of side-sides you and she goes, well, and then she points to her screen and she says, it is kind of what we do here. Um, Like, is there something you were more specifically thinking that really don't understand what you're trying to get at? Could anything that's being researched here cause things to break randomly? And as I am asking her that, I also want to take a good look at that monitor to see if I can recognize the runes or figure out exactly what she's up to there. Maybe a good strategy would be if we had Bruce, while you're distracting this young lady, Bruce slips in and takes photos of these screens on his phone. This way we have this data to examine later. Flipping and cartwheeling all over the place with his camera phone. (laughs) (laughs) We can assume that he was doing this the entire time. So he's got all sorts of fun little pictures ready to go. <laughs> Perfect. She's like, well, I mean, I I wouldn't think so. I mean, I'm just working on standard binding spells. I'm not doing anything that's that. She goes, oh, I probably shouldn't. Binding spells. Why, why do you need to know this? I'm Look, I, I get, I'm a little bored while I wait for them the mechanic guy to finish fixing the stuff. So I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on, but okay. It doesn't seem like anything. It, 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 this may not be anything occult anyway. It may just be stuff breaking. I don't know. Anyway, thank you for your cooperation, ma'am. I'll let you get back to work and I will head out. She kind of side eyes you, but she turns back around and um, continues working on whatever she was working on. What did Donovan notice? Yeah, with my closer look at her screen, did I learn anything about the magic runes? She did mention that they were binding spells, they're binding runes. So basically what you would know about that is if you want to take something and mix it with something else, but make sure it stays mixed, Hmm. that binding can be used for that, like to to hold a a spell in place or hold two types of things together. Hmm. It could also be used to keep extra planar beings in this plane of existence. Like you kind of bind them to this plane and they're kind of stuck here. Oh. Mm. Sure, that all tracks. When he hears binding runes, he's like, there could be lots of things that they could be using binding runes and binding spells for. Like that's, it's A, a very common magic practice. Just what it's being used for is, depends on the com- complexity. And knowing what you know so far of what Cryptocore is working on, there's like several different things they could be using this for. Sure. Okay. Well, I will, I will head back to the break room and then just uh, look like I'm guarding our, uh, our repair guy. 
Um, I grab Donovan's arm as he, I'm just kind of creeping up nearby as he exits the room because we're close to that, those double doors, right? Mm-hmm. I want to try to use the guard's card to see if I can open them. And as I open them, I'm going to go in, but I want to see if anybody notices them opening because if nobody notices then I want Donovan to come with me. Okay. All right. Well, you go over to the card scanner and you hold it up to, to where, you know, the doors seem to open from and the light bleeps red. A floating card, because that's the only thing we can see. Out. I, well, I'll, I'll follow after the the card as she takes it out of my my badge or whatever, and I'll I'll kind of like try to pretend like I'm doing it so that it doesn't look ridiculous to people. But it's it's red, so we can't get in. Yeah, it goes boop, and it's just like a big red light, and then it goes back to off. What what does it do? Boop. Well, okay. it did not grant us entry to the double doors. All right. Well. I fan out then to see if there's anything else that I can notice. Um, you mentioned biology, and that would be my thing. So I'm just walking around just wherever I can, looking at computers and papers. And Okay, so then, um, Susan, roll uh, Investigative Mystery. Uh, six, nine. Nine. All right. I'm not going to have you pick a specific question because you're telling me what you're looking for. The one thing you do notice is that there is on one of the screens probably towards the left of where you came in, somebody seems to be working on chips, like microchips, that look very similar to the thing that you pulled out of Kevin and Ambrose. Do I notice anything? I mean, they're working on them? This particular person is kind of, um, he looks like a more of a software programmer, and it seems to be just coding since computers aren't necessarily your thing. You don't exactly know what he's writing as far as code goes, but you recognize the chip from having removed it earlier. Okay. So maybe we should kidnap this person so we could interrogate them later. (laughs) My God, my God. That was the obvious um, option. Obviously. My God, why would it not be? When in doubt, just kidnap them. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this episode of What Is Not. This episode got out a lot later than I intended, uh, but I had some technical difficulties. My New Year's resolution is to not miss an episode this year, so hopefully this will be the last hiccup in that. Other than that, we don't have a lot of business today, so we're going to get right to the regular stuff. But remember, we are always happy to respond to questions or comments. You can post them on our Slack channel, where we often have fun conversations going. To join, all you need to do is go to geek2geekmedia.com and find the link under the Contact Us tab. We are also on other social medias. You can find us on Twitter at AsTheDiceRollRP, or on Instagram at AsTheDiceRoll, or you can email us at podcast at AsTheDiceRollCast.com. You can also follow our cast in their other internet endeavors. Todd is now a full-time co-host on Mating Habits of the Modern Geek, and you can also read Todd's book, Tag Your IT, by going to toddsullivanbooks.com. You can catch Katie on Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop, and Disney Forever, and you can always listen to me on my podcast, Geektitude. That's it for me this week. I'll be back here next Sunday, January 15th, with the next episode of Cautious Optimism, and then again on January 22nd with the next episode of What Is Not. Until then. 
Let's see if the hunters can get a peek behind that lab door right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games. Star Wars. Comics. Movies. K-pop. Disney Plus. Keanu Reeves. New. Or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep, and each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. So our programmer is Bruce, right? Yeah, Bruce has a, a decent amount of knowledge. I mean, would you agree, Bruce? I don't want to put things into your character's bio that's not actually there. I think he's a he's a technologist at heart, yes. Okay. I have no idea where Bruce is because I can't <laughs> But I, I, I think I assume that I could smell spell him out. <laughs> I feel like every once in a while, people who know that he's in there just kind of hear pop, pop, pop. <laughs> like just like little like foot <laughs> footsteps, like just like running past it, and then you hear like a and then a, a a silence as his feet leave the ground, and he does a roll, and then it, it picks up again, <laughs> followed by a weird smell. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what what's Beth doing? I was supervising Zeke fixing the coffee maker or pretending to fix it. <laughs> Well, Zeke's got it just about done. He found some scotch tape in an empty desk drawer, and so he's taped it all back up and put it on the counter. <laughs> so. so a woman in a lab coat comes in and uh, goes to the refrigerator, and she opens it up, and then she kind of looks at Beth, and she goes, does something smell awful to you around here? Like, I'm wondering if like food is spoiled? When was the last time you guys had somebody clean out your fridge? <laughs> you guys look into the fridge and it is like pristine. And there's all these these like Tupperwares that are like perfectly stacked. And they all have like little labels on them that say Duncan. Ooh, donuts. No, not that kind of Duncan. Like like oh. the name Duncan. I bet it's that, that greasy haired guy that we were talking about earlier. That's Duncan. Oh. <laughs> Sounds right. Well, guess it's not the fridge. <laughs> she goes, well, you know, scientists not always the best at their personal hygiene. <laughs> and she kind of closes it up and uh, and walks back to her cubicle. Is that just Bruce we were smelling, or might there be something else we need to check out? I was just explaining Bruce. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Running around, leaving Bruce smell everywhere. I grab one of the microchips, uh, if I'm able to, furtively. To take with me. Can you hand it to somebody where it won't be seen? Yeah, I would say that there's like um, a bunch of kind of there's chips, but they're in like little little dime bags, little plastic Ziploc bags. Spoken like a true dealer. 
Yeah, I was about to say, like dime bags, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's gotten words. around the block a few times. And <laughs> Is that it? Was it the Bruce smell? <laughs> I, just, I just watched a lot of crime dramas. Sure. Anyway, what it looks like this guy is doing, he's putting the chips into like a thing that basically programs them. And so he's just doing these one at a time and he's gloved and making sure that there's no dust and stuff on it and trying to keep everything as neat and clean as possible. But he's putting everything, he's putting the programming that's on the screen onto the chips. And then those chips are going into the dime bags. Yeah. And then, so I'm trying to take one of the, the dime bags. Where do they, where does he putting those? Is it? Um, they're just like, he's taking them from the left, putting them in the machine, putting them in a bag and putting them to his right. Okay. All right. I'm just, I'm trying to take, you know, I, if I can furtively. All right. Roll act under pressure. Uh, nine, ten, 12. All right. So one little bag slips off the desk. <laughs> Convenient. All right, that's all I noticed, right? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't get in the door. Do I see any badges lying around that might open that door? You have no way of telling if a badge is going to open the door or not. You could potentially think there's maybe two or three people who've removed their lab coats and put them over the back of their chairs. And so they're working without their lab coats on. And so you could possibly pull an ID off of one of the lab coats. How much time do we want to spend on this floor? Since actual security got called. Yeah. I do try to palm a badge, but I'm, I'm not going to try the door quite yet. I'm going to go back to my group. Okay. Do another act under pressure. 10. Okay. Anybody's badge in particular you're trying to grab? Um, maybe Duncan's. No. <laughs> don't, I don't know. <laughs> Duncan does not take off his jacket for, no, that is not protocol. Yeah. We, we do not take off our jackets. In fact, Heath looks down upon the peasants that would even consider doing that. I'm looking for someone who looks like they're in charge, I guess. Okay. So you go into one of the bigger offices and that guy actually has his badge over, like his, his jacket is over the chair in front of his desk. So like where he would talk to people, he just kind of tossed it there. And so it's probably one of the easier ones to grab. And so you grab that. Okay. All right. I do my best to hide that as I go through back to the group. Um, I find uh, I find Donovan and kind of just try to slowly grab him so he doesn't get, you know, jump or anything and then show him that I have the badge. All right. So you pass him the badge. All right. Yeah, I pass him the badge. Okay. Are we going to try and get into that room, or are we going to move on to another floor? I will casually walk over to the doors with the badge and see if this will open them up. Okay. You go ahead and you move the badge up to the the locking mechanism, and it goes, and it's another red light. Dang it. Hmm. I will very casually return to the break room, (laughs) holding the badge out a little bit in case my invisible friend wants to take it and return it to wherever they got it from. (laughs) So do we want to try and get into that room via other means, either by just forcing the door open or by using magic? Or do we want to... Move on to another floor? Move on, yeah. Yeah. Well, while you guys are trying to decide what to do, the door does open but from the inside and a older gentleman little disheveled he looks like he's very important looks around and goes who is trying to get into my lab mm. i'm diving into the room 
the door is open. <laughs> he sees Donovan and he he looks at Donovan. And he's like, what? What? Why is security here? What's going on? Well, we've had a number of malfunctions on this floor and we've got maintenance. Maintenance is here working on some of them right now. Yeah, if you've been getting some kind of a false uh, entry attempt on your your lab doors, maybe we need to have security look at those doors too. The locking mechanism. I, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. Like, why? Like, leave my door alone. Like, just just leave it alone. I, I'll put both hands up and and back away. Like, hey, I fine with me, man. While that's happening, before the door closes. Can I like see what there is to see and then make a decision about whether or not I'm going to sneak right back out? Roll an act under pressure. Bruce would also like to attempt something. Okay. <laughs> what was oh, yeah. Bruce attempting to do? Bruce would like to bite that guy's ankle. <laughs> <laughs> He's invisible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he wants to learn. And I rolled a six, by the way. <laughs> oh, no. All right, so you go in there, but there's just a lot of stuff in there, and it's very hard to pick out in any sort of quick amount of time what is going on in there. So, I mean, you have two choices. You can roll back out like immediately or risk getting stuck in there. Those are your two choices. I'm going to risk getting stuck because I, I hear the guy scream from getting his ankle bit. <laughs> well, we haven't, we haven't gotten to that yet, so let's move over to Bruce. <laughs> The ankle fighter. <laughs> I guess you don't like you don't have to roll for that mimic ability, do you? No, I don't think so. No, um, I do not. Does that count as kicking some ass? <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure. Mimic uh, consume part of an enemy, taking their characteristics and some of their abilities. Also, I want this to like for theatric purposes. I want it to seem like he's like kind of like Spider Manning down, like upside down, and then sees his ankle and just goes, Hum. <laughs> <laughs> When in actuality, he's just kind of trying to do a half assed um, uh, headstand. <laughs> yes, yes. Exactly. But in his mind, he is Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, I think of Bruce as very much living in the South Park type world, where <laughs> like when the kids play pretend, like the entire world changes. <laughs> Which I've always thought is the best thing. It's like that is exactly how it is when you're playing pretend that at that age. So yeah, I guess you bite him. Does a bite from Bruce turn the guy into a zombie too? Is that how that works? I forget the rules of this. Uh... I can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> So what do I learn or gain from taking a ankle bite out of this guy? Well, before you do anything, <laughs> this lab person, this big scientist is like, he screams and swears and he's like, what? And he lifts up his pant leg and there's teeth marks there and he's bleeding and his eyes get really wide and he starts looking around and he looks at Donovan and he goes, shut this place down. Next time on What Is Not. Lock it down! Julie, guard the elevator! Dr. Ivanov seems to be in some sort of distress, and I think we need to go in there and see what's going on. Look, Duncan, we're dealing with Dr. Ivanov. Just go sit back at your desk. I'm sure you have work to do. Well, Mr. Solidir, how nice to see you.
You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at MSEdwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at Geek2GeekMedia.com. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com. 